Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the SmackDown Live Recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm your host, John Roca, joined, as always, by the CEO of the Pro Wrestling Sheet over there. Ryan Sadden, how are you, man? I am doing great, thank you. It's, uh, it's a little less hot today in, in SoCal. A like, bit. a little bit. But honestly, the difference between 95 and 98 and oh. 85 and 88 is a huge little bit in my opinion. It is. It's between I'm dead, I can't walk to get lunch. Exactly. Uh, or I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to Uber 30, 50 feet to the uh, subway to get lunch. Because their AC is already pumped. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't rev up. It doesn't have to rev up. Uh, how did you feel about SmackDown last night? Was this was this a cool down or was this a hot episode? What would you I, think? I, I enjoyed I enjoyed yeah. last night's SmackDown. I think that uh, you know there are obviously parts I'm going to nitpick. That's yeah. what we're here for. Yeah, but that's what we do. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think overall it was a good show. What did you think? I, I liked it a lot. I think it was a good mixture of match, good matches with 
a lot. There was a lot of vignettes and a lot of conversation yeah. on this particular show, but there were some good matches too to kind of balance things out. Uh, Miz TV starts us off. Uh, I can't do blah. Comes out, does this whole thing. He makes fun of following the script. I don't know if that's a pushback on Moxley. I don't know if it's a pushback on Shane or on Vince or anything like that, but maybe they're leaning into the joke of it. See, I, I, and I, I, misspellings and well, stuff. Well, it's what I was saying yesterday, and I'm, I'm honestly going to dig into it a little bit now. Sure, yeah. Because my hunch is just leading me to believe this, that they're... That they have given them <coughs> a, 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 an iota of, of leeway here. Because even mm. Shane, Monday and last yeah. night, as much as I disliked this segment, yeah. there are little like Shaneisms that he's been throwing in that feel like they're not scripted for him. Like he said on Monday, mm. he said something like, that was intense, man. Or something, he said something <laughs> yeah. along those lines that cracked me up. And it didn't sound like something he was scripted to say. It sounded like a reactionary thing that he said. In right. the moment. And same with last night. I forget what the line was. Called them the pest of the world. No, no, no. When Shane said something. Oh. Shane said something last night that just, it just didn't feel scripted. I was like, it felt like something Shane himself blurted out. And I could oh. be wrong. Okay. I, they could be things that were scripted for him. I know that obviously there are still lines being scripted for them. Yeah. Someone pointed out how Drew McIntyre had one really uh, inauthentic line about physically assaulting someone on, yeah. on Raw. Uh, but I, besides, you know, obviously there are things still scripted for them, but I feel like they've been given a little leeway here. Yeah, well... Because like the, you said, even that scripted line felt like it was a little bit of a, like yeah, a jab. A jab, yeah, exactly. It felt like that overall. And then he comes out and they talk about, it, you know, he introduces Shane. Shane comes out with McIntyre, Drew McIntyre, and Elias at the top of the ramp. And as they're coming down the shoe, highlights from the Superstar Showdown. Uh, a super showdown, rather, when... Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah, Some guy sorry. tweeted me today and was sorry so about mad that. about it. Yeah, it was super showdown. Apologies. Uh, but they are superstars, so kiss my ass. But anyway, they <laughs> they, they went at it uh, verbally about this whole situation. Uh, Shane asks Mike Rook, Rum to give him a, a proper introduction. Um, uh, Shane highlights Elias, but then you suck chance break out about Elias. Uh, and then Miz says Roman systematically kicks Shane's ass. Then plays a, Romo, uh, a promo of Reigns and McIntyre responding to Reigns' comments. about. So there was a whole thing that went all around this to promote these upcoming matches. And then out of nowhere, Shane says, oh, do you want to fight me again, Miz? And says, well, you got to beat Elias and McIntyre. Then you get to fight the best in the world. The fans were hot for this, so maybe the Shane heel turn is finally working. I mean, it's clicking a little bit. It's clicking. It's clicking a little bit. Um, like I said, the past Monday this week, Monday's Raw and, and last night's yeah. uh, SmackDown were definitely uh, more natural feeling from Shane, Yeah, I, I felt. So maybe uh, that's what's getting over. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, people, uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's, right. I think he's getting over as a heel. I mean, he's... He's clearly the main heel in WWE right now right. based on how much TV time he's given. Well, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, when I when I watched this, I was like, oh, man, like the first 30 minutes of the show dedicated to Shane McMahon. Like, it's a lot of Shane McMahon, but it's Shane McMahon time. Like, it's, it is. he's clearly trying, they're trying to position him as the new Vince who wrestles all the time, though. And They're leaning into it, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bold strategy. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see if it pays off, Cotton. Cotton. (laughs) But Miz calls him a talentless hack and says, you know, he's a member of the Lucky Sperm Club, so to speak. Which I thought was funny. Which the McMahons always have to suffer those kinds of digs. Um, uh, And then we get the matches. Starting out, uh, Elias takes on Miz. Elias, to me, as I was watching this match, it occurred to me, is this the new Hillbilly Jim? 
Like he wears the pants, like Jim wears the. He's just ripped as. Billy Jim was ripped. He was not some yokel off the farm. Like that guy was ripped. Uh, and so, uh, and he fights in this kind of the same style a little bit. So I wonder if this is the new generation hillbilly Jim because he's not quite there, but he's certainly there enough to hang out with the guys who are there. I'm gonna need a more updated comparison. Oh right my there. god, I don't know that there is one for God's sakes, <laughs> you know. But anyway, uh, so I think it's someone in the '90s. Hillbilly who is still it. around, you know. He hosts a Sirius XM show on uh, Western country, country music there. So anyway, he's great at it too. But Miz gets. I'm the sure vi- you're listening to country radio <laughs> all the time, bro. Radio? I love country radio. Are you that kidding? explains the cowboy hat now. Yeah, thank you. And westerns. Uh, Miz uh, ends up beating Elias. I've always wished I had the con- like. Have you ever been able to wear the cowboy hat at a non schmodown function? Mm. And if not, good question. Do you have the confidence to do so? I could if I went to a western bar. Just like. Sports, anything. Going like, to a I like, co- like, like I saw someone wear a cowboy hat to my sister's graduation, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's cool." That, was that you wearing a suit cool. with the hat? Yes. Okay, that's how you do mm, it. Not a suit, just nice clothes. That's how you do it. You can get away with it like that. I'm not going. Like how much was your cowboy hat? I'm not going. Three hundred dollars. Damn. Yeah. The the la- the one the new one that I had the summer one that one was 120. But you have multiple cowboy hats. Uh huh. How many cowboy hats? Do well, you have? I'm I'm in the process. If things work out a little bit on the voiceover side of things, to having two or three more. Ooh. I want a tan one. I want a uh, want a white one. But you only wear them at Schmodown. Only wear them at Schmodown. But I thought, aren't you not doing as many Schmodown events and anymore? And in the bedroom. What? What? Aren't you it? not doing as many Schmodown events anymore? Well, it depends on the wins and the losses. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I got a big tag team match coming up against okay. Team Corruption, which is which are the heels of the Schmodown right now. But yeah, screw I mean, those guys. Yeah, exactly. I don't know screw who's on that those team. guys. Kalinowski and Chance Ellison and Ken Knapsack. Oh, and I like Grace Ken, Hancock. actually. I don't want to say screw Ken. Ken and cool. Sassy Stacy uh, Stacy Howard. She's Ken, part of it as well. I Ken's think. a good guy. I like that guy. Anyway, Elias loses to Miz. Miz moves on to fight McIntyre. I thought they were going to have him beat McIntyre, but this was actually a nice twist. I McIntyre think that was smart wins, of them to do. Yeah, yeah. I was worried. Shane gets on him. I like that a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. I was really worried that they were going to have McIntyre lose to Miz. And I was yeah. like, really? Like, McIntyre shouldn't be losing to Miz right now. There's right no, now, now. Especially because Miz, as we know, is very Teflon. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he really, like, gets... More or less over based on his wins and losses. It's Miz. People right. are just, it's Miz. He is what he is. I don't think he's one of those people that it really matters unless he's on like giant losing streak. Um, Which it kind of is, dude. To Shane, he's lost three times now. This one counts. It's in the record books. They rang the bell. Okay. There was a referee. He yeah. tapped out. And it didn't. I don't think. And I don't think it's affected him at all. No. I don't think it's. I mean, it's maybe not helped him become as strong of a uh, 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 face character, but at the same time. Um, yeah. I, do, I, I don't think it's hurt him either. I think that's what I'm concerned about more than anything else, is that I feel like, okay, the, the losses don't really hurt Shane, but as a believable contender for titles right now, this rivalry with Shane <laughs> has really undercut him as a viable candidate for these kinds of things because no one's clamoring for him to be part of it. He's still getting TV time. I think mid-card title is where he's going to be at right now. Yeah, for now. U.S. Once title. Again, going back down title. and then coming back up again. Yeah, because I mean, like, like we said on the Raw recap, you know, his yeah. whole thing with Samoa Joe was pretty hype. Yeah, so, it was. So, I mean, I wouldn't care about that. That you would know? be fun. And I think that's where Miz is, why Miz is great as he is because he can be served. and You could put him in any part of the card true. and he'll deliver. That's true. In any role, any part of the card mm-hmm. um you know velveteen dream he's been on this whole kick on on instagram about uh 
talking defending WWE creative, mm-hmm. and uh, which is very interesting. Yeah, I thought I think so too, especially since he's, since he's not on the main roster and doesn't really know. But regardless, um, he's pointing out well his. His initial comparison was terrible. Yeah. You, did you read that? Yes. Where he's talking about the 90s, Star Wars in the 90s. Those movies were not better than the ones in the 80s. No, that was and ridiculous. George Lucas is no longer part of the franchise. Yeah. And, and they're also great, the movies now. Right. Uh, that aside, he said today he was tried to kind of like defend his point, And he said something along the lines of like, like the best performers are the ones who are able to make it make it work, even yeah. bad stuff. And yeah. so then he like posted a picture of every wrestler who he, in his opinion, has made it work. Oh wow! And Miz was one of them. Here, I'll pull, I'll pull it up real fast so okay. I can tell you some of his examples. But he said, "Let's see." He says, mm, "Where are some of the ones?" Here we go. So he said, "People who made it." He said, "Here's it. Most of you hate being wrong." You must do what you have to do in order to do what you want to do. Case in point, this series will show you talent who made what they were given work, good and bad. Uh, Santino Morella made it work. Uh, Damian Sandow as sure. a stunt double made it work. The Where's Mi- Damian now? The Miz uh, made it work, and he's still making everything Mizzes. given to him work. Sure. Uh, Chris Jericho literally made it work. Makes everything work. Right. Uh, the AP. Uh, sorry. Uh, Farouk, Godfather, The Rock, and D'Lo. They made uh, the nation work. Sure. Eugene, my friend Eugene, he made it work. Be like Eugene. He said a wrestling clown. Doink made it work. Boogeyman. He's the boogeyman. And he's making it work. Goldust made it work. Yes. Um, then he said, having the machine behind you is a separate conversation. I am talking about playing your part to the best of your ability, not holding out because you're not being booked the way you want to. Wow. Let's talk about it. Ooh. Everyone leaves WWE at some point. So if that is your point, grab a new number, stand back in line and try again. Um, Steve Austin made it work. The Rock made Rocky Maivia work. No, he didn't. Uh, no, he didn't. Dave Batista started as the deacon and made it work. So yes. he earned the right to be the animal. Uh, the Rock made the rock work. Not Rocky Maivia. There's a difference. Uh, kayfabe is dead, and furthermore, an archaic concept. There's a lot more than you currently know that goes into pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, whatever you call it, and the world okay. should know because this ain't the carnival anymore. And then he said, name a TV show on network TV that you watch where a majority of the actresses and actors get to control the script. Go. It's not the same thing. All right, fair. It's not the same thing in any way, shape, or form, for God's sakes. Well, I think comparatively you compare it to SNL. Because Lorne Michaels has been there since the beginning. I guess. And the ta- the cast does participate in the creative of the show. Yes, they create but, the sketches. And, and similar because they, they have a name, the not ready for prime time players, right, just right, like right. superstars. And they are put on a national stage early you know, right. in their existence in the entertainment. Um, the, the difference is, yeah, SNL staff is heavily involved in the creative. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it does all go through Lorne Michaels. And, you know, he right. is the... He decides what anti- gets on and what doesn't. And I think he's uh, kind of like the antithesis of Vince McMahon, where maybe yeah. if they're similar, whatever. But I don't think you can say SNL is creatively out of touch. No. Uh, and people can say that, I think, about WWE sometimes. Yeah, in the long run. And this is funny, because when he moves up to the uh, roster and they turn him into Velvet Dust, we'll see how excited he is about... 
uh, playing uh, that kind of character and seeing if he make, makes it work. It's real easy when you're out on the outside. When you step up into that realm, we'll see what happens. And maybe this is a way of getting like pushed up into the roster by kissing the butt of creative. And I respect that. Everyone's got their path and their journey. But in the long run, once you get in there, we'll see what they do with them. If they screw him over, like they've screwed over the Ascension and screwed over so many people they've called up, EC3 is a great example. How is EC3 not making it work, for God's sakes? He doesn't have the opportunity. Not the opportunity, yeah. Right. That's the thing that gets involved as well. Yeah, I see a lot of people... It's a very narrow argument that I he's see making. a lot of people saying, like, yeah... After you've been called up to the main roster, and six months later, when you're chasing the 24/7 title yeah. around, then yeah. come, then then you can say these things. Exactly. You know? um, I will say this much though: with those tweets, and then we can move on. Yeah. But um, the, they don't seem that out of character for me with no, Velveteen no. Dream because if you watched <coughs> Tough Enough, this seems like Patrick Clark. Like I know people are saying it's him in character, and I think a lot of it is him and mm-hmm. his character. But um, Patrick Clark was very. Was very uh, yeah. opinionated about yeah. professional wrestling, specifically de- defending WWE and and um, channeling the things that you've always heard them say about you know right. falling in line and stuff. And right. so, um, yeah, I don't think it's that out of character for him. And I, but I will say with the Miz, he does always make it work. So it doesn't surprise me to see him taking out of the title scene or anything like that. Um, I, and I'm happy he didn't beat Drew McIntyre because he shouldn't beat Elias and Drew McIntyre. Right, right, right. Uh, and honestly, the stuff with Shane, where Shane then is like, you know what, we are going to have a match and came in. I enjoyed it. I like that Shane was laying in the punches on Miz's yeah, face yeah. since he's been getting shit for having bad punches lately and stuff. So he kind of was laying them in there a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I didn't love this match and I didn't love the opening, but it was uh, it was passable entertainment. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And so we move on. And I should we should. Let me jump into this now with you. We missed the Firefly Funhouse oh, yesterday. Yeah. I know. I, I'm so sorry. To the, um, I, I know that Roga said it was a time thing, too, and he does make those decisions sometimes I because I was getting a little chatty on the Raw recap. We were. We were. We were. Uh, but I did, to that one, to the few people who said something, I literally, right when we sat down, mm-hmm. I saw, like, one tweet about the Fly House, and I was like, or Funhouse, and I was like, oh, Roka, we we didn't talk about it. And then he explained me the time thing or whatever. But yeah. uh, I I... It's interesting. I, I, I didn't love this week's funhouse. It kind of crossed that line, didn't you think? Like him smashing know. the rabbit to pieces and tasting the blood. I no, the, I liked it. I liked do? it. I, okay. I just, I, mainly, I liked it because I liked the one part where he said, "I want to tell everyone what's really going on." Here yeah, in the funhouse. In the because fun it house. does open you up to like, right. you know, something weird's going on there. And that's now. his voice. You could tell by the speech pattern. That's. Bray's voice. From what I hear, they're all his voice. Oh. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I just, I don't know why. I, I, I really just like that one part. I, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I didn't dislike this week's. It was just not the best one. I guess. Okay. Right. Okay. What do you think? Because I thought, like, I thought them putting out a shirt real fast on. I was like, this wasn't deserving of a shirt like the gym one was. Right. Right. It's unsettling. This one was a little more unsettling for me. Uh, and so, uh, I don't know. I, I get it. You know, he talked, do you want me to bring The Fiend in? And everyone starts shaking. So, clearly, is that going to be his name? The Fiend? Is The Fiend going to be the Sounded name? Sounded like it to me. Yeah. So, okay, you've got that to well, play like with. Well, like The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, we got that going on, but him smashing the thing and then tasting the blood and saying it's great and then saying it's jam. I get it. He's crazy. Uh, but I thought that just a little bit that crossed the line, but you know, whatever, maybe it's not for me. So it's just, that's it. But certainly not the execution of it all. I thought that was unsettling as hell, which is great. It was still well done. I didn't dislike it. I'm being very nitpicky. I still, it still enjoyed it. I think that, uh, I would really like to see one little wrinkle of like, 
I know that the rabbit said something about yeah. it, but I really wanted to like get, I don't know, just some kind of like additional furthering of like where we are, what's going yeah. on. I think the break is coming uh, where all of them turn on him, all the voices turn on him and maybe start chanting in unison like for the fiend or something to inspire the fiend to come out. And well, then that's the end of the. He hasn't walked through the door yet, right? No, not yet. He's only walked into the room, but he right. hasn't, we haven't seen him like open the door and walk no, out of the room yet, right? It's the same door that uh, Alistair Black had opened. So I, <laughs> oh, we'll I'm get to sure. that. Yeah. I hope that's not. Uh, that's no, not yet. Okay, next, good. Next. But yeah, we're settling, we're settling it to that. But let's get back to SmackDown. Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose hassle Ember Moon uh, and smash her electronic device while they throw stacks of that hers magazine onto her. This was weird. This was dumb to me. Right? Because why does Ember flip out after they leave? Shouldn't Ember kick the shit out of both of them right there in that moment and throw her the hurt stuff into the trash? I also think that, like... (laughs) Sonya's stepping up. I was like, okay. I also think that it puts, like, a unnecessary wrinkle in Ember Moon's character. Yeah. Like, her love of video games doesn't need to be brought into her character unless they're totally going to change her gimmick. Yeah. Because I feel like, to me, it was... Such separate things. Like, she's supposed to be this, like, fire goddess mm-hmm. thing that comes out. Yeah. And is like, you know, this, like, angry, thing, you know. And then she's, like, backstage playing Switch. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm okay. It's one thing for me when I see wrestlers on Twitter, social media, right. playing video games, going to video game conventions, and her talking about how much she loves E3 and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's fine. Um, but this is, like, a TV show, and I don't know if, like, and like I said, unless they're trying to, like, alter her gimmick a little bit yeah. and make her more of a real person and less of like this like fire goddess thing or whatever. But to me, I've always felt like that was kind of like her gimmick, right? Yeah, yeah it and, was. And so, yeah, I just felt like making her a gaming nerd isn't necessarily like the, like a way that's going to help her character yeah. at all. Um, and I realized there was an offhanded backstage segment, but right. Yeah. And she's over already. Yeah. That's the thing that's mind blowing. You don't need to change her thing. She was over before she got injured. Bring her into the fold. Give her someone to fight. Maybe this is the setup here with Sonya and Mandy down the road. Uh, but give her a program to work. She'll be fine. The fans love her. You don't need to throw in the video game element thing. Maybe they're trying to connect to a certain crowd, a certain age demographic. I get that. But I don't know. Ember doesn't really need it. She's fine just as she is. Yeah, and I, I feel just like... Just give her TV time. Yeah, and I, I don't think that backstage segments like this where she has to flex an acting muscle are necessarily yeah. oh, her strength. I thousand percent agree with you. I don't think this is her element yet. No, like, There's honestly... There's work to be done here. She was, like, dwarfed yeah. by Mandy and Sonya, who do shine in that yeah. role. And that's not a knock on her, because I think no. she shines way harder in the ring than those two. I yeah. think she's like one of the, she's a fantastic wrestler. Yes. Um, and I feel like those, you know, they could do cool promos in the back with her with some cool lighting where she seems tough yeah. as opposed to like a whiny nerd who, like you said, yeah. when the people, when these people broke her switch, she didn't even do anything about it. She right. just screamed in the corner. Yeah. And then threw a, a thing like a temper tantrum yeah. instead of kicking their ass, yeah. which is what she should do. She should have just chased them down behind and slammed their heads to the ground exactly. and stomped them in. Because she's a fantastic wrestler, exactly like you said. All right, well, we move on. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan come out to talk about a ton of unification bat, a match with the tag champions of Yolo County, dog. Uh, heavy Machinery comes out, interrupts them. They talk smack to Bryan and Rowan. 
And then Brian Rowan said, well, you, if you think you're all that, why don't you take on the champions of Yolo County? They absolutely destroy them. Heavy Machinery does. And so this is basically set up for these two guys, to, these four guys to go at it. I like it. Heavy Machinery, the promo walking out was really funny. Uh, so I'm down. Yeah. Uh, it made no sense, the Yolo County thing, but it was no hilarious. Sense. But yeah. I loved it. Like, yeah. I didn't I, – as, as silly as it was that there was no explanation whatsoever for At these all. guys with the cardboard tag titles. Terrible. Terrible. For some reason, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, speaking of Tough Enough, another yeah. Tough Enough alum here. We've had oh. a lot of Tough Enough people we've talked about in this show, but A.J. Kirsch oh, was, was one, one of the guys. guys? Okay. He, he was on Tough Enough, one of the seasons of Tough Enough. Okay. Um, one of the YOLO County Tag Team Champions. Um, I forget what his name is, uh, but he does that Hood Slam indie company. He works with Hood Slam a lot, uh, okay. that indie company. Um, but, yeah, I like this. Um, I, you know, I was actually shocked at... at uh, the growth of Tucker on the mic. Mm, yeah. He was really good on yep. the mic. Yep. He did a really good job um, lately in general when they've given him that opportunity. Um, and I like just kind of like their updated look a little bit, the yep. the, the heavy machinery. They and, and, and Otis is just such a good time. He really is. Good time. He had the whole, like, it's a good time. Good time <laughs> when he was doing that whole thing. <laughs> tick, 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 Nobody loves to hump the air more than oh, Otis. Yeah, yeah, true. I love that that's become his his uh, taunt because if that's in the video games, yeah. I am 100% giving that to all my wrestling characters. The worm needs to be in the video games as well. Yeah, I think the worm is it. No, I don't think it is okay. currently. I might It'll buy, be back for Otis. Okay, because I might buy 2K19 this week. They dropped it like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Yeah. So I may be buying that. It's a good game. I okay. play it every week. Right. I still play it every week. Yeah. Most people hate it. Only when the girlfriend's out of the house. Most people like talk shit on it. Really? I, yeah, oh, okay. but everyone likes talk shit on game everything. The gameplay? Yeah, okay. but honestly, I still play it as, as often as I can. Okay, so well, I, there you go. Maybe. Right. I, I don't know. I enjoy it. I'm also not like a huge gamer, so right. I don't know. Right. Um, but uh, I also liked the little, um, the, and I don't know if it's like a thing they're always going to do now, but I liked the way they did their finisher this week. They did like that whole like the com- compactor thing, the compactor caught it, yep. then the compactor, then he moved and Tucker did the that other move. looked really cool. I loved it. Um, Still I, within the five second rule of two people in the ring at the same time. And I think that people really are starting to like him. Yes. Machinery. And, you know, I think that they tried to use Daniel Bryan to get the Bludgeon Brothers over back way back when, and it didn't really work. Um, with the roles reversed and him a heel now, I think it's easier for him to get people over when he's the heel as opposed to the face. Right. And, and I think that he's going to do a good job in getting – they're going to do a good job in getting Heaven Machinery over. Yeah. Ironically, with one half of the Bludgeon Brothers. So, yeah. Still no, wait, no. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So still working out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, That's true. I didn't even think about that. He's yeah. still working on it. <laughs> so uh, now we get to this uh, portion of the show that's called the Alistair Black promo. Uh, this was – this almost undercut everything he'd done before. This was borderline ridiculous. Opening the door and begging someone to come pick a fight with him – it seemed almost pathetic. And so I was nothing as Alistair Black is great talent, for God's sakes. But this, I just don't, I didn't like this at all. Yeah, it, it was a little odd. I, I don't think making you laugh is the way that they want to go with Alistair Black. I don't think that was the intention either. But it was a, it, it was a little much. And, yeah. I, and obviously this was a directive from someone of like, show some real fire, you yeah, know, yeah, something yeah. like that. And, uh. I don't know if it came across the way they would have liked. Um, I. It is kind of silly now that he keeps screaming about someone challenge him. Yeah. Like, 
Just go beat someone up if you want to fight someone. Yeah, right. Why do you wait? Who, who are you that they're supposed to challenge? Here's a suggestion. Shane McMahon's right down the hall. Why don't you go ask him for a fight? Ask him to schedule somebody. I mean, that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. You know, it almost seems like he's like sitting around just waiting for someone to show up and be like, hey, man, uh, you want to have a fight? It's just weird. And I know that they don't want to make Aleister Black new Undertaker. I know Aleister Black doesn't want to be new yeah. Undertaker. However, um, one of the things that made Undertaker as cool as, it, as, it, as he was was the silence. Yes. Was the – I know he cut promos, but he he had a very, like, scary kind of tone. Yeah. And it wasn't like someone throwing a temper tantrum in a room, you yeah. know? And, and it, it, I don't think it – I don't think it paints a cool picture of him, yeah. you know, like he should just be cool, calm and collected um, and and fire up when need be. Yeah. Um, this kind of made it look like he was going to court or sitting there for a job desperate. interview yeah. or hire me. Yeah. Please hire me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I do think it was a little bit of a miss. Yeah. I, however, I don't think it's bad to add character to Alistair Black to, I don't add, to add like to do these things. I do think that lots of. Promos like this along the way, one, show that they're behind Aleister Black, mm-hmm. and two, does acclimate him to the audience more than just throwing him out there oh, random yeah. matches would. Yeah, agreed. We'll see what happens as this plays out. Because, I mean, we're hitting that breaking point where he's got to get in some match somewhere. The next step is him with a banner out in the middle of the crowd going, I need a match. <laughs> <coughs> All right, so let's move on. to 24-7 title vignette starts here. This is fantastic. Oh, Car- these were great. Yeah, Carmel and R-Truth are out there in the back. Uh, R-Truth freaking out. Uh, he starts talking about winning the ti- losing the title on the tarmac, winning it at 49,000 feet Celsius. And God love Carmella for giving the subtle, like, uh, like okay, sure, whatever. He's uh, suffering traumatization, apparently. Uh, and then eventually, uh, Carmella suggested he get in this uh, box. Because someone's coming. Because someone's coming. She closes the lid. He keeps saying, don't lock me in here, don't lock me in here. She accidentally locks him in there. And leaves him there because she has to go for a match. She gets called for her match. Uh, and then later on, uh, uh, the Maharaja shows up and hears him in the box and then imitates Mela's voice. They may have finally found what to do uh, with him because this was very funny. It was great. So, I was laughing so much. This should be the through line now. It should be our truth and the Maharaja well, constantly. Well, kind of the main two. Yeah, I want it to be continuing and building upon this, because him imitating Mela's voice was hilarious and a, kind of a next layer to this situation that could be very funny. I, I like that R-Truth has almost become, because of the 24-7 title, has almost become like the Larry David of WWE, where yeah. each episode things just get c- gradually worse for him, you know? Um, and that was this where, you know, it's he he's scared. He's, yeah. tra- he's dealing with trauma. And then he gets in the box, and then he like can't breathe. My my last two breaths. Oh, you can't breathe. These are my last two breaths, which take shallow breaths. Crack me up, yeah. and then the the Jinder Mahal thing, finding him, and then trying to get up, you know, get him out of there, or trying to find a referee to get him out of there, yeah. or whatever, and then uh, getting transported to L.A. Uh, and nobody can find him. Yeah, I love it. Honestly, I we we everyone. We all dumped on the 24-7 title, more so from the name and the right. weird look of the title. But at the end of the day, it's been a welcome yes. addition to the broadcast. There's no, uh, there's no uh, crime in admitting that you were wrong. Initially, we felt a certain way about that 24-7 title, as you said, because look, but they've won us over. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's kind of their job. I love the 24-7 title so yep. much. These segments are hilarious. Yep. I, I This one was 
cracking me up. I can't wait to see what happens in L.A. next week. Are you I'm going? There. Yeah, you, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a shame. I, I was invited by a friend of mine to be in a suite, but apparently he's got to go take Matt Bomber around tomorrow, uh, next Monday, so I'm not uh, I'm not going to the thing. The son of a bitch. Fucking Matt Bomber. I know. Bomber. Isn't it Bomber? It's, I think it's Bomber. I think it's Bomber. No, no one would willingly go bomber. No one watching this yeah, cares except for you bomber. and I. It's bomber. Uh, but he's in D- Doom Patrol, which is fantastic. So, all right. Sonia uh, t- it takes on Carmella here in this fight. And this was interesting. Sonia, even as a heel, fighting with the pride flag in her pocket. I like that. Yeah, I was very surprised I like by that. Whole, I feel like she had a whole new look, yes. right? She yeah. did. Okay, that wasn't just me. Yeah. yeah. I, I really thought it, the, this new look trumped her old look yeah, yeah. because it's, I, I wasn't sure if I just look. hadn't seen it or not or hadn't noticed it uh, because maybe the pride flag or whatever yeah. I hadn't, hadn't noticed. I didn't think I noticed that either. Um, I felt like her old look, she looked like a wannabe MMA fighter. Kinda. Yes. And I don't feel like she looks like wannabe that now. Wannabe gladiator MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't feel like she looks like that way at all right yeah. now. I, I, I very much liked her new look. Mm-hmm. I felt like this match was a very good match. Actually. I like this match a lot. Yeah. yeah. I love when Carmella switches into that submission move. The way yep. she transitions into that is so good. Yep. And uh, Mandy Rose, uh, with some interference uh, throughout the match, eventually costs Carmella the match. Sonya gets the victory here, and they roll out. Um, this is this. I, I like this. Uh, if they're building this up, this uh, Carmella versus Sonya or Carmella versus Mandy, maybe it's Ember versus Mandy and Carmella versus Sonya. Either way, I like this whole situation with all four of these ladies. So let's see how this goes on. Um, all right, let's move on to other another uh, ladies, and that's uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa. Uh, they're in the back there. Alexa Bliss is on her phone. Nikki comes in, uh, and they have a weird kind of intro exchange. Nikki, pick up the pace on the cues, girl, uh, and says that Bailey apparently liked tweets that were negative about Nikki after Nikki's interference at Raw. But unfortunately... And conveniently, Alexa can't show Bailey liking those tweets because she blocked Bailey when she did the same Why thing. Why didn't she just switch to the burner account? Yeah, That's exactly. what the burner accounts are for. Or, or here's the other suggestion. Why don't you use Nikki's phone to look up those likes or dislikes on the comments? That's certainly possible as well. Uh, but Nikki apparently believes her, and then Alexa convinces her to go and not hold back uh, in her match against Bailey. Yeah, I don't know... <sighs> The whole, like, face on one show, heel on the other show is a weird thing they're mm-hmm. doing with mm-hmm. her. Um, I liked them bringing the social media stuff into it. Sure. Beca- only because you've, you know, it's a known thing that they are kind of like, there's a little bit of beef between the, the Alexa and Sasha yeah. Bailey. And yeah. so. Um, and Alexa and Banks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did I say? You said Sasha Bailey, which is a good mixture of both. Sasha and Bailey, what, what did you say? Uh, Alexa and uh, Sasha is the beef, isn't it? Or is Alexa yeah, and Alexa, Bailey? That's what I'm saying. Alexa and Sasha right. and Bailey. Right, right. Did I say Sasha Bailey? Yeah, you that, did. Oh, Sasha, got so, it. That was good. Got it. Uh, Hashtag Benifer. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so I didn't, di- I didn't, I laughed at it. Okay. And, and same for the backstage segment when, when, they, when they went up to uh, Bailey and was like, do you have any comment about yeah. you know, liking negative tweets about Nikki Cross or whatever? I, uh, that made me laugh because it, that's how I feel as a wrestling reporter sometimes, having to ask really stupid questions to people like that. Like, oh, did you see so-and-so? Unfollowed so-and-so? You know, like, but that's what people want to read. So Yeah, true, true. Uh, but uh, then uh, we, get to, we move on. That's a match coming up later on in the, in the night. Uh, we get New Day. Big E is finally officially back. back. Officially. Did not turn on them. Uh, Thank God. He, he Although my up. girlfriend, while we're watching, goes, I kind of want Big E to turn on them. And I went, no, I'm not dating Roka. Erica. <laughs> Shout out, girl. She's not watching. <laughs> uh, they promote up as they talk about taking on Zayn. 
KO and Ziggler. Then Ziggler comes out to claim that he got the best of Kofi at uh, Super Showdown. Um, and But he made a comment that kind of bothered me. Okay. He, he goes, waiting for the handouts. I thought that, man, I was like, you know, the political implications of that term when you're an all-white team versus an all-black team, I just thought that was off base. I just thought it was off base. I didn't even register with Yeah, me. yeah, see, so for me, I just heard it, and I was like, mm, and I just didn't like it, so maybe we can move that part of it out. But then Kane and, uh, Z- sorry, Sami Zayn and KO come out to do their heel promo, talking about justice. They need just- their justice. They want to fight for justice, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Zayn uh, gets thrown off by Kofi, which I love that. I was surprised. Zayn usually rolls with anything, but he got a little thrown off by Kofi and almost broke, which I thought was great. So good promo all around for all six. Yeah, I right? also loved in the in the beginning when they made that booking joke when it was like <laughs> I forget exactly what I but I just remember it ended with him going like it's a booking joke. Yeah, no, like I'm getting a, I'm getting a flight or whatever. And they're like, well, that was very DX. Or, and, yeah. Uh, and also seemed like one of those things I was talking about where they're giving them a little leeway because I was surprised to hear them talking about booking jokes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, on TV. But I loved it. Yeah, I loved hearing Biggie back. I loved seeing Biggie back. Yeah. Um, he looked energized later when they wrestled. Um, but yeah, no, this was, I mean, New Day is never going to be bad on the mic to me. They're the, the, the chemistry the three of them have together when they're. Back at the yeah. full homeostasis is the best. So, uh, yeah, I was very happy to see Big E back. Um, and Sami Zayn has become a highlight of all of WWE. Agreed. And so uh, I very much enjoyed what he did during the match, during this promo. Uh, all around, I have yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, all right, then we move on to this, the Bailey. You, you mentioned the Bailey promo already, but Bailey takes on Nikki Cross. This is weird. Nikki comes out to Alexa's music. That yeah, was I didn't weird. like that. I didn't like that. Yeah. That's However, a- it makes me think that they're giving her new music soon <laughs> to get her away from the okay. from the what's it called sanity. The music. sanity music. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Um, uh, this was a good match. Really good match. Felt like an NXT match in the middle of SmackDown, which I liked. Um, Nikki certainly got a, a few moments where she looked like she might pull off this victory. Uh, in the end, she does lose. Bailey's certainly a lot more vicious. This is a great Bailey. This is an awesome, awesome Bailey. Please don't lose this Bailey. Don't soften this Bailey. Don't take the edges off this Bailey. Let this Bailey breathe because the fans want to see this Bailey. I love that she looked at Alexa and pointed at her and then did the elbow drop, then looked at her for the one, two, three. That was awesome. Yeah, that was very well done. So we're going to see this. I hope this is a fantastic match between them coming up. Yeah, I... I... I liked the match. Um, as much as it bums me out to see Nikki yeah. kind of, like, not getting a firm, like... I, she's getting used, but yeah. not, like, a push, I right. would say. Right. Um, but I guess, I don't know. I mean, she's being used. Uh, regardless, I, you know, it's a bummer to see her losing, but, reg- but, but it's better than not seeing her at all. Right. You know? And like you said, it was a really good match. It, uh, a welcome addition to the middle of the show. Right. Uh, yeah, I liked the match. I... I Thought the whole pointing thing was very good too. It yeah. did add a little, um, a little toughness to, to Bailey. And I, you know, I'm, I'm always a fan of the elbow drop. Yeah, so seeing a match down with the elbow drop is always cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this will be interesting as it goes on, because it was clear from Nikki's reaction, she's walking up the ramp, that she was confused to be in between these two. So is that a little subtle element that she's playing that could come into play at stomping grounds? We'll see. Maybe she finally she turns on Alexa. Maybe this is a quick turn on Alexa. And uh, it helps Bailey get the victory, and she keeps the belt. Because I think the last thing Alexa needs is to win the belt. I, I really, I think, mm, I think she's gonna turn heel. Oh, I yeah. think I think she's gonna. Nikki's gonna turn heel. I think she's gonna help Nikki. Wow. Oh, help and, Alexa. Sorry, help Alexa. Yeah. And, and really, and to, so that Alexa regains the title because she feels like 
a little bit of like she helped me i gotta right. help her kind right. of thing right. and then that'll be the way people will start to boo nikki cross okay that's that seems to make the most sense okay because she's conflicted yeah yeah but is right. she gonna side with the people who were liking mean tweets about her but she or never the person saw. who gave her a chance they were lies once she finds out that they're lies. Were they? <laughs> I think they were lies. I'm going to have to go look Bailey's busy. She had no time to be liking people's tweets. Bailey busy. Mm. Bailey busy. Let's see if she liked any of <laughs> All right. So um, <laughs> we did finish that vignette with our truth. Uh, he is going to L.A. It bothered me, Byron Saxon going like, oh, 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 what's going to happen to our truth? I, dude, brother, just, just, you know, yank it back a little bit. I loved him doing that. That was ridiculous. No, no, I it loved it. It was too it. far. I loved it. It was like him being, it was him totally playing into it. No, I loved it. I like, I like them playing uh, up the silliness of the 24-7 title. I'm into right. it. Fair enough. It was very much like a, uh, um... It was very much like a cartoon vibe, so I was certainly, into that. Yeah. Certainly. All right, and then we end the show with the six-man tag, New Day, taking on Zane, KO, and Ziggler. And this was, once again, fantastic match. Great back and forth. Everybody got their shots. Xavier Woods was getting his butt kicked for a majority of this damn thing. I felt so bad for him because that's how they always set it up. Big E had his spots, uh, and then eventually Kofi uh, gets the victory here over Sami Zayn again, pins Sami Zayn again, so... They're really pushing Kofi. They are really, really giving well, him Well, I hope so. He's the push. champion. Yeah, but, I mean, you could get Big E coming back, getting the victory. But they really want to push the idea of Kofi being the champion for a while here. Uh, I think, I'm looking forward to this steel cage match. I don't know what I'm going to see, but I'm looking forward to it because both these guys are high flyers and they're fun. And they can work a match. Work, and I mean work. They're workers. So I'm excited to see this match. Yeah, I feel like uh, Woods and Big E were very refreshed here. Yes. They were, like, ready to go. I feel like there were some cool things in the match where Big E was suplexing the shit out of Dolph yeah. Ziggler. And he did that cool thing where, like, it looked like he was going to backdrop him or suplex him over the ropes. And when Ziggler came right out, he kind of, like, ducked under it, and then did a different kind of cool suplex. Mm -hmm. um, I, I enjoyed it. I also thought Xavier Woods had a cool spot in the match where one of my favorite moves is the roaring elbow, and he did the, like, spinning elbow thing, and it looked it looked dope. Yeah. And he had a cool little flurry in the uh, of offense in the match that I thought was really cool looking. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think they made Kofi look strong. I feel like everyone played their part well here. I don't think anyone on the other side was made to look weak, really. No, I don't think um, so. You know, I think that all around they all played their part well here. I, I actually really enjoyed the match. Yeah, me too. I was really uh, thrilled to sit back and be able to enjoy uh, this match at the end of SmackDown and see the th New Day back together. Yeah, and there was really so good well. six-man tag matches this week. Mm -hmm. There was that one on Raw. There was this one yeah. that closed this episode of, of SmackDown. Um Good matches in general yep. this week uh, in WWE. I do think that, you know, they've been catching a lot of flack the past couple of weeks. Yep. And I and I know that people kind of enjoy dumping on someone. It's, sure. it's what the internet does these days well, on social media. It's especially like, if you're the, the top dog. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't seen enough people give props for this week's shows. Yep. I know that, like, it's the in thing to do is to make fun of WWE when you're a wrestling fan, right. like you said, because they're the top. But, uh, yeah, I... I actually thought they were really good episodes of the shows this yeah, week. Yeah, agreed. Um, one last thing. Uh, I don't want to go. I'd be remiss not to mention the Apollo Crews promo. Did you like oh, yes. that? Uh, if they're going to do something with it. Yeah. If they're going to transition into something. If it's Andrade and Apollo. I, I'm into that. Okay. I'm into an Apollo push in general because yeah. I think he's insanely talented. Yes. Um, I just don't want them to give up on it. I don't right. want them to like, you know, if, if, if it was just to have one match where he's going to lose, then it was pointless. Right. 
But if it's to kind of get him involved in the Intercontinental title scene, then that's a huge plus in my opinion. Yeah, Zelina came out to confront him and went back and forth. Uh, Andrade, it was, this was, uh, she even rolled her Ds. I was a little confused by that. But all right, but I, other, but I like the back and forth. I like that she's getting involved more and more. She should be the mouthpiece, for God's sakes, and let this go forward. And we'll see how this all plays out. One I, last thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just saying, I'm also planning to watch 205 Live as soon as we finish recording okay. this. Just because everyone said this week's episode was fantastic. John Quasto tweeted about it. Yeah, so people if, are if saying. John tells me to watch it. I people watch. are saying good things about it. Mm. Well, John Quasto works for the company. Well, now, yes. So I don't know if John. you can fully pay attention. Come on. Full, just say. I mean, like, I he's not, not going to tweet saying it's a bad show well, when he works sure. at WWE. But if he's tweeting out that it was a good show when he doesn't tweet about 205 Live every week, then it makes me feel like it was a good show. Um. I'll love Johnny Quasto. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, Gable, I want to see Chad Gable. He came, oh, yeah. he that got That was used. another thing, too, that was being written. Well, I thought they were using his haircut. Set, set it up for him on SmackDown, but then he yeah. came out on Two of Our Live right. and wrestled Jack Gallagher uh, and kind of has, like, an updated vibe. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that yeah. looks. Yeah, the haircut, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, I, I'm excited to watch that. Okay. And the Iconics had a promo on WWE.com. I didn't watch it yet. Oh, you didn't? Okay. They came out for like a minute and a half and made fun of Sacramento and then rolled out. That's eh, good stuff. They did a nice work. I like that they're doing these WWE.com things. It yeah. seems like they, you know, because they were tweeting out too many videos of what was actually happening on Raw, but yeah. they still want to have social media content. Now they're like doing these like things during commercials, which I think is a smart idea. Yep. Dana was flexing with them on Monday night. Mojo so, had like, one so too. Was, uh, yeah. Mojo did too as well. Got to use Mojo for something. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Aww. Oh, come on. Thanks everybody for watching this SmackDown live recap. Really appreciate all the comments, the tweets, the likes. Even when you're mad at us, we're going to say fun things to you. <laughs> yeah, I like it because I like to go back at the fans sometimes. But don't be so dramatic. We'll get to it. Uh, but I really appreciate all this. St- oh, we really appreciate all the stuff you guys I are know. doing. No, I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, tell them where they can find and uh, read and watch everything we do. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where we post stories all throughout the week and the, uh, on everything going on in the world of professional wrestling. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where the videos go. Get the Raw and SmackDown recaps of myself and John Roca. You get cool. Wrestling Sheet Radio Thursday nights with me, Jamie Iovine, and Elijah Bates. Um, and all sorts of other stuff. So make sure you guys go check it out. It's YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. While you're there, subscribe, comment, like. Uh, the, those of you who actually go tweet out the links afterwards and talk about enjoying the show, I do appreciate it. I was kidding to what I said to Roca. I appreciate it <laughs> very much. So please keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it means a lot to me. And if you just want to listen to everything we're doing here, uh, you can check out the podcast feed as well. It's Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the major podcast platforms. Spotify, uh, Twitch, Twitch, not on Twitch, uh, Stitcher. Sorry, Amber. Uh, excuse me, Spotify, Stitcher, <laughs> iTunes, Podcast One, all the all the major podcast platforms. That's where you can check out the show. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. It's at Wrestling Sheet. All the hullabaloo and the tomfoolery and the hijinks. Um, uh, what's the big story you guys worked on yesterday on the Wrestling Sheet? Is there a big one that broke yesterday? Any breaking news? Well, I mean, yesterday was really just kind of like the Batista story. Yes, which was great. It was over so, the Batista interview. We I was really that focused well. on that. Well, I, I, we talked about it on the, on the, the Raw, Raw so recap. So if you're watching SmackDown and not the Raw recap, go and listen to that Batista interview. Great 45 minutes. I listened to it last night. Fantastic stuff and really wide-open conversation about these things that he's involved in. So do yourself a favor and listen to Dave on that show with my man Ryan Satin here. All right. Thanks, everybody. That's at Ryan Satin. I'm at The Roca Says. Take care. Have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next week for a Raw recap and a SmackDown Live recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Take care. ProWrestlingSheet.com Now
Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 